thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. It's Kim Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) And I, it's Cindy (laughs) O'Meara. And she's the combination. (laughs) So on our last podcast, I started with It's Karen Smith. Kim got all confused. (laughs) I lost it completely. So anyway, here we are, up for a chat. (laughs) So today on our podcast, I thought I would share with you what my experiences were like when I went to speak for the chiropractors in San Francisco um, last week. And it was really, it was really an incredible experience that was born out of a whole synergistic coinky dinkle, which means coincidental, coinky <laughs> um, dinkle. <laughs> I love your words. We should have Karen's dictionary. <laughs> it's coinky dinkle with a K. <laughs> It, was, it, it came from this whole amazing set of circumstances that just all lined up to open up this unbelievable world of opportunity to me that has not only been exceptional for my business, but it's been extraordinary for me. It's been such an amazing journey. And I really wanted to share it with you guys today in terms of what chiropractic actually is and um, what it's done for all of us, I think it's worth exploring that because Cindy, how is a chiropractor? Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a chiropractor for twenty years on and off, and Kim, you've been seeing chiropractic Cindy's husband mm-hmm. on this, and side. I sleep with my chiropractor, <laughs> and you sleep with your charge. I've tried, and I'd like to. <laughs> See, my dad was a chiropractor, my sister's a chiropractor, my husband's a chiropractor, and my daughter is at college becoming a chiropractor. So it's no bloody wonder. Mm. Do you know, I never got it until this trip to San mm. Francisco. I didn't, it never really registered for me that the chiropractors are a breed unto themselves. They're completely, and I can totally see why you would have landed up marrying a chiropractor because you'd been in that realm of of in of innate intelligence forever since you were a kid. Yeah. It makes so much sense to it every it all just makes so much sense to me now. In fact, actually, you know, I've been seeing a chiropractor for years. Since probably, I don't know, I was twenty three, I think. So yeah, that's twenty years now. And that chiropractor introduced me to spirituality. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had no idea about it. I mean, my mom was always a spiritual seeker, so I would always hear what she had to say and participate in what she had to say, but I never really understood what spirituality was um, until she introduced me to it through uh, Marianne Williamson. Mm. She gave me tapes of Marianne Williamson, and I was going through so many troubles with Greg, um, my, my, my partner who took his life. I was going through so many problems because our relationship was a roller coaster. It was, it was rough, you know, when it, and when it was bad, it was terrible for lots of reasons that I'm sure I contributed to, though I doubt. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just said that to make you think I was human. <laughs> is that what spirituality is all about? Uh, yes. <laughs> but she introduced me to it all. But even then, she introduced me to spirituality, but she didn't really introduce me to chiropractic and what it was. I didn't understand. And I've been going to see chiropractors, and every time I get depressed or every time I get down or I'd feel like I was in a bit of pain, I'd go and see the chiropractor because she always made me feel better. But then it was only temporary, and then I'd go back and see the chiropractor again, and it was temporary. So I would go and see the chiropractor every time I was in pain. And then, I, you know, when I was better, I didn't go and see the chiropractor anymore. What do you need to go see? You know, what for? So then as my speaking career developed... It never dawned on me, it never occurred to me that chiropractors would be somebody that, or a group of people that I would be affiliated with or associated with until one gorgeous creature, Donna, came to work oh. with me, Donna Moritz. Mm. Donna Moritz, yeah. 
what a treat. What I mean, what a beautiful mm. woman. Mm-hmm. And her husband is a chiropractor, Gray. And she said to me, she said, Kaza, we need to get you speaking for chiropractors in Australia. She said, because they're going to love your message. And at first I went, yeah, yeah, whatevs, whatevs. <laughs> no worries, I'll just do that. No worries. And so Donna actually put the feelers out and she didn't let go. She stayed with it like a dog with a bone. She didn't let go on, on getting me speaking with the chiropractors. And I couldn't quite understand why she kept at it. Because I thought, oh, well, if, you know, whatever. Like, if it comes off, it comes off. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's no big deal. And then she kept on me to read Dr. Sarah Farrant's book, mm-hmm. The Vital Truth. Mm-hmm. And I'd flick through it a couple of times and resonated with a number of different pages and paragraphs and chapters in that book. But I went, yeah, yeah, I already know all of that. I already know all of that. This has been my journey for the last 20 years, so I already get that. And accelerated since Bali. So I thought, oh, I'll read it, you know, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But it wasn't a priority. Anyway, before I was due to speak, for chiropractors, because Donna just didn't let go, and I was offered an opportunity to speak for the Dynamic Growth Conference. And one, by the way, one of yes. the largest um, conferences that the... How many? How many? The how many? national... Well, the 900? There were 900. Wow. Wow. It's it's a huge conference. And considering I think there's only 2,500, 3,000 chiropractors in Australia... So to get that many chiropractors there on one weekend, once a year, it's been going since uh, I think the eighties. The about eighty eight it started. You've spoken at it, yeah, I've spoken mm-hmm. at it several times, but it's been going since about nineteen eighty eight. Um, and you know, and Donna's right. It's your perfect environment mm. because they think like you think. Remember, I like that man. He thinks like I do. I like that man. I like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> well, I had no idea. So I went into it with the concept that it was just another speaking engagement. And I was able to listen to a couple of different speakers at the conference before I went on. But they were speaking more about the business of chiropractic. And to be honest, I... I, I I thought that there were, I thought there were some opportunities and some gaps in the business of chiropractic mm. that didn't quite gel with me. So I thought, oh well, I'll just deliver what I'm going to deliver, and if it doesn't gel, it doesn't gel. That's just you know how it is. So I just I didn't put that much into it. Of course, I prepared my presentation like I normally do, furiously, and practiced it and practiced it. But it, I, I I wasn't thinking that it would be what it's turned out to be. Mm. So I stood up on the stage. Kim, uh, Cindy was in the audience. With Donna Ritz. As Donna was. Donna <laughs> right. and I were together. We were, we were up yeah. and back together watching. <laughs> watching her weave her magic. And it was this auditorium. So the seating went up to the sky. Mm. And, and we the, were in the sky. <laughs> you were in the sky. And the stage was down at the bottom. And I heard the guy who was speaking before me. And I'd only just started opening up this Pandora's box, this rabbit hole of the Fibonacci sequence. I had only just discovered it. So I'd started studying it and researching it as I do. But when this man who was on before me should speak about the magic of the Fibonacci sequence (laughs) being the magic of the universal intelligence as a justification of the universal intelligence that exists inside of the human body... I was speechless, and I can honestly say I remember standing behind the curtains waiting to go on, and I'd gone blank because I was just, I could, I, I was still stuck in this other guy's presentation. His name was Eric Bailey. Was it Bailey? Um, not Eric Bailey. No, not Eric Bailey. Bailey. No, Eric, um, Eric. no, he was Because I was there, was watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Eric Bailey's a tall basketballer. This guy mm. is. Oh, um, oh, that's right, he is too. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a gorgeous man. Yeah. Wasn't it the guy that oh, he ended up New Zealand College of Chiropractic? Yes. Yeah, but I can't remember. His Eric's name escapes name. me. That's okay. Anyway, amaze balls. So now all of a sudden I've gone blank because I'm in this state of incredible intimidation thinking nothing I have to deliver is going to stand up to that if that's the quality of the stuff that's being delivered here. I was beside myself and as they're calling out my name to walk up on the stage I honestly had moments to collect myself and leave my uh, damaged doubt, doubt, (laughs) intimidated self I had to leave it behind 
And I actually, as I'm walking up on the stage, I thought, you've got to leave it behind. You've got to drop it. You've got to drop mm-hmm. it. And you've got to trust that what you're about to deliver is what these people need. You've got to trust. You've got to trust. And I was just really hammering myself. And as I took each step up onto the stage, it, each step for me, when I stand up on stage or get up on stage, it's what I call an anchor. So the steps are an anchor as a reconfirmation that I'm in the right place at the right time with the right message and the right ears. And that was what the steps were. So I got up on the stage and I, and I delivered what I delivered and I have no idea what I said. But I do remember at one point putting my arms up in the air and looking to the sky and feeling this most incredible, empowering sensation course through every cell in my body that it almost brought me to tears halfway through my presentation. And it was a point where I was actually being funny. <laughs> I have to tell you, at about that point, I don't know exactly, but about halfway through, Donna and I looked at each other and went, She's on fire. Mm. Both of us said it together. Right. So, yeah, because we'd both seen you speak hundreds of times mm. and both of us looked at each other and went, Gee, she's on fire. Remember right? we did a podcast a while ago on, I think it was around when you yeah, were just done this. It was about us when we leave the room. And we yeah, yeah, leave the room. Oh, my God. And you did, you did an amazing, nothing amazing feedback from that one. Mm. Yeah, it was mm. from that one only. Yeah, none of the others, no. just that. <laughs> and there probably won't be another one, but, you know, you did well. Yeah, you did well then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah well, it's, you know, one should have one's moment <laughs> in one's life. <laughs> so I delivered the presentation, and after the presentation, a fellow comes to me, and I do, the, do my book signing, and, of course, I, do, I, I honestly, oh. I have to say to you, I don't even know if I've thanked you yet. I thought that there would be me at a little table with a couple of books, and I might sell five. <laughs> Fortunately for me, Cindy and Donna just appeared from nowhere because there was a lineup out the door. A mile door. long. A mile long it was. Do you know how many books I sold? No, I, I, I sold 337 books that day. Oh my God. That's I, a third of the room. No, I, more than a third of the room. I took 10 boxes, oh and each box has got 36 books in it. <gasps> I had 10 boxes, and I didn't come home. I came home with three books or whatever. <gasps> it was so funny because <laughs> I'm taking cash, um, giving books to Karen to sign with names like this she's got 10 books that she's got to sign as the people come through I'm doing the cash Donna's doing the credit card and the line just keeps going and we're like lucky you were there oh thank goodness we were there and I think somebody else helped they just appeared honestly I didn't even expect you guys or ask you guys to do it and all of a sudden I turn around and there's Cindy and Donna yeah I said to Donna she's gonna need help And do you know, I have this policy where I don't put the same autograph in any book. Oh my god. Every book must have a different signing, a different message in it. Granted, my messages are short, but every book has got to have a different message. By the end of it, I was closing my eyes, feeling into the person, and writing the message. (laughs) I was like, totally. And she was, it was constant. It was. For like an hour and a bit, I reckon. Easily. And then then they allowed me to keep my table there. That's right, yeah. So the next break I could do some more Mm. in the following break and so on. And then, oh yeah, it was 337. (laughs) I was floored. I was really, I was blown away. Yeah. We're not. Oh no. No, No, we're not blown away. By no. you doing that. No. no. We know you. Oh, aren't she beautiful? Mm. Oh, for goodness sake. And she's just fabulous. In well, fact, if you'd taken 20 boxes, you would have sold that. So you manifested that. You took 10 thinking that might be enough, and you sold all 10. What a coinky dink. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never thought of that. Coinky dink. It's a new word. I love it. You just drew on my pants. Oh, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Not to worry. I did it earlier. So she's got white. She would wear white pants with you and me. So this fellow comes up to me after I've done all my book signings, and he says to me, "May I introduce myself to you?" And I said, "Oh, for goodness' sake, absolutely! Yes, hi, I'm Karen Smith." And he said, "Of course, I know who you are, because <laughs> you obviously I've just been on stage." And I was incredibly humbled that somebody asked if they could introduce themselves to me. And I said, "Of course, oh God, gosh, yes, of course." And he tells me that his name's um, Brian Kelly. And I, oh, Brian, oh, and he introduced me to his wife, Vicky. Oh, so pleased.
pleased to meet you. So pleased to meet you. And then afterwards, I'm saying to Donna, oh, I met the most lovely man, and we were talking about being vegan and how veganism and harmony and bringing <laughs> unity of the world together. And my goodness, I can't believe we're on the same wavelength. Donna's jaw yeah, drops, drops to the ground, and she says, oh, my God, you've just met Brian Kelly. <laughs> and now he's the head of chiropractic in, in the States, and but he was the head of chiropractic in New Zealand, mm-hmm. the, the, the chiropractic colleges in New Zealand, and he was... He was um, uh, headhunted to go over to to, to life to life to life yeah yeah and it's called life chiropractic mm. and he heads up life west chiropractic mm. and he has totally revolutionized chiropractic i mean mm. he's amazing really? Abs- yeah brian yeah, and vicky kelly <laughs> what 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 is he what i said is he a kiwi and she struggled oh, to say yes. i don't know if he's a kiwi or an aussie no he's a kiwi he's a kiwi mm. he's a kiwi that's why we say that with disdain the pair of you <laughs> disappointment i am shocked <laughs> But what a beautiful soul, gentle yeah. soul, lovely man. And, and, and Vicky. Such a heart, mm. so beautiful. I do actually have news for you about Miss Vicky. She's pregnant. No, she's not pregnant. <laughs> she's going to start a rumour. Yeah, no, she's not pregnant. No, she's not pregnant. I don't even know if I can say it. I probably shouldn't, and I'm not going to, actually. Oh, well, we'll just start the rumour. Vicky, Vicky's pregnant. <laughs> Well, might as well make it good. With, she lost one. With the milk pen. <laughs> with the milk pen. Really? <laughs> Why not make it good? Yeah. All right, enough of that. Right. Anyway, so let's talk so, about how Brian, well, Brian changed then, your life a little bit more. Brian then invites me to speak at the San Francisco conference, mm-hmm. at the WAVE conference, but he asks me if I'm prepared to speak next year, 2014. And oh my goodness, I said, of course, whatever it takes, I'll be there. Yes, yes, yes. And then Brian sends me a message... Um, a couple of months later, and he says to me, look, we've had a change of plans, and we want to invite you to come and speak for us this year, 2013. And I go, shut the front door. (laughs) And open the back. Because guess who's speaking this year? Marianne Williams. Marianne Williamson. (laughs) And I tell you, I've always wanted to share the stage with that that? woman. I know. I've always wanted to just even be in the same room with her. She's amazing. And I've been following her for for years. Honestly, wet my pants right there. (laughs) Did you get a picture with her? We didn't see it on Facebook. We didn't see it on Facebook. We were shocked. Absolutely Mm -hmm. shocked. Mm -hmm. No, no. She was in and out. She was not one to be um, socialised with. No. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, look, it was interesting. It was a very it was very interesting. Because what a person, you know, I had her on a pedestal mm. and I had her built up to something because of everything that she taught me and I'd learned from her and followed from her. But she's human too. Mm. And you know, I think that a person has to evolve and their message has to evolve and they have to remain relevant if they're going to continue to keep the market captive. And unfortunately, I just didn't get that. So, and I think a lot of people didn't get that. But uh, having said that, though, even just to be in the room with her and her and her message is still so to the point and so specific. She doesn't mince words at all. She's a powerful all Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. She doesn't mince her words. She is to the point and she's an amazing catalyst for change. She really is, and she doesn't stop. Whatever it takes, that woman does not stop. She mm. keeps going. She keeps going. I, I, I'm, I am in awe, mm. absolutely in awe. It's been going a long time. She mm. has. She has. And that also is a testament to her and the testament to her message, which is all born out of A Course in Miracles, mm. which I think is an amazing testament to The Course in Miracles. If you haven't read The Course in Miracles, it's a difficult read. I actually found an amazing book, um, and I want to share it with you guys because I read it on the plane, and it's called Miracles... The Freeway, mm-hmm. and you can get it on Amazon. I downloaded it through Kindle. Miracles, The Freeway, F-R-E-E-W-A-Y. And Who's that now? I can't remember the name, but the, it it's the only one book. It's the only one on there on okay. Amazon. Oh, my goodness, so fabulous. Anyway, so Brian asked me to speak. I say, hell yes, and I've organised, you know, to go over to San Francisco. So... And mind you, it was, what, a couple of days after you got back from Europe? Yeah, yeah. Well, two days. I was home two days, just got a one, got a single night's sleep and then oh. boarded the flight to oh, go yeah. to San Francisco. That Fran. would have been tough. That, that. Not as bad as I thought. Oh, good. Yeah, not as bad as I thought. I've actually she went first class. 
<laughs> I'm doing jet lag much better these days. <laughs> I am doing jet lag much, much better these days. And, you know, thanks to you girls for our travel tips mm. because I had my oils that I sniffed ferociously <laughs> on the plane. Um, I didn't actually sleep. Um, Joe Williams? Joe Williams, it could be. We're just having a look at the Miracles, the freeway, as to Joe who Williams. it was by. And it, it could be Joe Williams. Dr. Joe Williams. Yes, Dr. Joe Williams. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I get to San Francisco. Jet lag's not so bad. Straight to the shops. Cause, because why? Cares? Because there are shoes. No. No. You forgot something. Everything. I forgot everything? What did I forget? Oh, you <laughs> say? Oh. Okay, so I get to San Francisco, unpack my bag, realise I have no undies. <laughs> this is the girl that in our travel podcast said she travels with 30 pairs. Yeah, and no. I told her to go with two. Well, do you know what I did? <laughs> when we went to Europe, I packed my 30 pairs, which left no room for me to buy anything, so we had to buy an extra suitcase <laughs> while we were there. So I decided when I go to San Francisco, no, I've got to carry all my books over there. So I'm only going to take three of everything and I'm going to wash it all, which is what I did. But I forgot to pack my undies and I forgot to pack my hairbrush and I forgot to pack a comb and I forgot to pack hairspray and I forgot to pack my hair straightener. Hello. Hello. Straight to the shops. Yeah, definitely. Straight to Victoria's Secret. Oh, quite nice. fabulous. <laughs> See? It was when, fabulous. When you do something that you think is not right. Oh, it all turns an opportunity out. opportunity arises. Especially Victoria's Secret. Because it's not here in Australia. <laughs> well, it actually is. Victoria's Secret is here. Mm. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Sydney Airport. Yeah, Sydney Yeah, but it's the perfumes. It's not the underwear. Yeah, underwear. No, it's underwear. And toilet bags. Everything. Not that I've got one. Oh, I'd have a nurse. Yeah. And I, I would even say Google it because I would say that, Google, that Victoria's Secret is even going to be in the Brisbane airport. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because they're doing a big Renault. Anywho. Yes. So go out, buy undies, and decide, well, actually, just purely by accident, spot the discount shoe warehouse. <laughs> and I'm telling Excellent. you, this shoe warehouse is twice the size of Bunnings. Who's it trying to kid? <laughs> I didn't Google it before I went. Not, not, not really. Not really. Not completely. No. Just quickly. <laughs> so get there. Four pairs of shoes for 160 bucks, and they're fabulous. Nine West numbers. Stop it. All <laughs> off the chain. Totally match my handbag that I bought in Europe. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, so we, I, I, I land up going back, spending a couple of days getting myself acclimatised, and met a whole bunch of chiropractors. And I was assigned a delegate... I was assigned a student to pick me up from the airport and drive me around, get me checked in, make sure that I had everything I wanted. And this girl, she was uh, 40. So she was a mature age student studying chiropractic, come from the film and television industry, but decided that chiropractic was the light of her life. And, of course, I'm still listening through the ears of somebody who is just a speaker about to speak for yet another conference. I was blown away by what a um, strong woman she was, but she was also somebody who was incredibly focused, incredibly clear on what she wanted for humanity, but over and above that, what she wanted for women. And she's very clear about how she wants women to be revered, like we revere men in our society. We revere men for their achievements and their great you know, uh, inventions and ideas, but we don't revere women so much. So she wants to change the course of history around that. Actually, you're so right. Mm. You know, you think about the names, Hippocrates, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, mm. Newton, mm. You, uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Where's the females in here? There was Joan of Arc. Oh, of course, Joan of Arc. Florence Nightingale, but she's Mother just Joan a current one. But these are current ones. But you're right, but in, the, in past history, there well, are no women. Even to that extent, you look at what we've got. We've got Richard Branson. We've got Donald Trump that we revere now. Yeah. Who else? Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki. Who else? Um, Suzuki. Su- Suzuki. Uh, David Suzuki. David Suzuki. Um, Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Tony Robbins. And Martin, the women. And, and then when you look Computer in the nutrition guy. as well, there's a lot of men like um, Mike Adams, um, uh, David Abel, Wolf. Abel, yeah, David Wolf. Michael Daniel Pollen. Vitalis. Michael Pollan. Um, you know, Doctor Oz. You know, like you think about it, there's it's men. It's all men. Women dominated. Why? Oprah. Okay, mm. Oprah. Um, the Iron Lady. 
Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. She was, you know, she was she's revered. Yeah. Well, is she revered? I don't know if she is. Is she even revered? I, I, it was a remarkably curious conversation that I had with her because it really made me start to think that women are not revering women, men are not revering women as a society. We don't revere women for our contribution, yet it doesn't mean that we're not contributing. It's we're so actually contributing right. massively. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's something about that. There's a little seed of something in there that I think needs some healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she was assigned to me, and she was just a beautiful, you know, she was amazing, amazing, amazing. So the whole experience from the time that I landed was wow, um, to be picked up and, you know, driven around. And then I met a bunch of really amazing chiropractors and started talking to them, and then I met Tess Malloy. <laughs> Tess is an Aussie. They had a speaker's gathering the night before the conference and I'm wandering around a little bit aimlessly because I got there early as I do and Tez is there and he's wandering around in a football outfit and I turned around spotted him and he goes g'day <laughs> and I went oh stop it you're Australian <laughs> and that was it instantly we hit it off like a frog in a sock he was awesome 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 introduced me to everybody real Aussie down to earth bloke you know really genuine, genuine chiropractor guy. Just awesome. And I actually didn't know he was a chiropractor, but he actually um, works at Life West College and coaches the football team called the Gladiators. So he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, didn't know that. The Life West have got an amazing football team. Just huge, huge, huge. Anyway, so he's introduced me, me to everybody, really made me feel at home and relaxed. But the upside of meeting Tez was he started telling me about what to expect what the audience needed, what I should be talking about, because I was saying, what do they need to hear? What, what, are, what are they ready for? Because I didn't—I had an idea, but I didn't know. Anyway, so Tess was really good. Then the conference starts, and I make a point of listening to just about every speaker that I possibly can. It was in between two rooms, so I'm moving from one room to the other, listening to the messages that they're getting. And I'm listening to the messages from each of the speakers, and I'm thinking... The speakers are delivering content that is designed to inspire and empower the listeners, which is made up of chiropractors that have flown in from all over the world, as well as the students. There were, in total, about 1,800 to 2,000 people at this conference, including the students and the staff and all of that. And I thought to myself, why do these people need re... Do they need confirmation and affirmation that what they've chosen is the right thing and it sounded to me like that was what a lot of the message was about was that chiropractic is amazing you know it does amazing things for humanity you really need to believe in what you're doing and believe in yourself I thought what is there a problem are they not believing in themselves is there a question and then I spoke to Tez about it and I spoke to a couple of the others about it and they actually said that you know some chiropractors had started to feel like you know they wanted to do other things and they wanted to they, they call them mixes where they start mixing in other modalities. Mm. And then so, you know, that draws the great dividing chiropractors of straight chiropractic and mixes, which I thought was totally <laughs> fascinating. And then I go in and I listen to this one man, and I, he's terribly dynamic on the stage, dressed professionally, excellent. He puts up a big slide that says the purpose of, chiro- of the chiropractic adjustment is to reunite man the spiritual with man the physical so that the finite might know himself as infinite. Wow. Didi Palmer, founder of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. It was a gobsmacking moment for me in terms of who I was in the room with. Because if that's the premise of chiropractic, what I got very clearly was that the chiropractors either don't know that or they don't remember it, or they don't speak about it. And from that point on, I started listening to... And the, it was almost like I was doing interviews with like chiropractor after chiropractor. I just was running around saying, what do you think chiropractic is? Why do you do it? And what's the difference that it makes in the world? Why do you do it? Because in my mind, there was a vital truth that was missing. And it was the vital truth of innate intelligence, yet they talk about it and they know that they know that it exists, but there's a part that was missing. And you know why? 
Why? Well, when when chiropractic started, it was at Palmer College of Chiropractic where D.D. Palmer was and then B.J. took it on, which was the son, and then uh, it was perpetuated. And you've got to realise my dad was there back in the 1950s in Palmer. It was the only place you could study chiropractic. Now you can study chiropractic all over the world. The philosophy was always taught at Palmer, and that was the philosophy that you have just um, yeah, yeah. talked about, which is the vital truth or, or vitalism. And... Um, a lot of the educated chiropractors around the world aren't getting that philosophy. They're getting the mechanics of, of chiropractic, but right. they're not getting the philosophy. Like my daughter is at a college yeah. that basically will re- refuses to teach the philosophy of chiropractic. Why? I have no idea. Because it's it's woo-woo instead of scientific. And and because they're trying to compete with the scientific. They're trying to compete with with medicine. And we we can't compete with them because it's a completely different philosophy. This was the point that, this was the thing that got me so frustrated because I thought... What they're doing is is direct opposite to medical. Don't exactly. say that medical's not right, but it's the direct opposite to medical. So why on earth try to compare to or be? Yeah, why why remove the, the the innate intelligence or the universal intelligence component of the practice and the modality just so that there's not that much difference? When ultimately chiropractic was established to be remarkably different, the the, the absolute mm. contrast of it. Mm. I, I just, I just, it just. I know, it's, me. and it is very frustrating. Um, it, it's frustrating to see these students coming out believing that they are just the mechanics of the body rather than the alignment of the spiritual and the physical. Uh, and and that I think that that is what is really frustrating for many um, older chiropractors, especially my dad, who's been a chiropractor for 53 years, mm. when he was taught at Palmer. And, you know, there are colleges that are doing that, and Brian Kelly is instrumental in that. And mm. so he did that with New Zealand. But in Australia... I, I don't know what's happening in Australia as far as the philosophical part goes. They do get the history. But what my daughter's learning is, I believe, um, heretical for chiropractors. It's it's crazy. Like, you know, we're trying to prove ourselves in the scientific world. But in actual fact, how can you, you prove the spiritual and physical alignment of a human body? Mm-hmm. How can you prove God exists? How can you approve, you know, how can you say there's now behavioral epigenetics? So what you think, what's going to happen to you is going to happen. And, and they're actually getting the science behind this. Yeah. And there is science behind the mechanical part of chiropractic. But there's not, there can't, you know, you, there are some things you cannot prove or well, disprove. Well, th- and this is, but I think as time goes on, we're getting more and more savvy with our scientific experimentation. But the the whole, and I said this to Tez, and, and you know, he was amazing just listening to me banter mm-hmm. about it because I had so many questions about why this component was missing. And I, you know, science has been very limited because it bases its experiments on evidence. A hypothesis in the beginning. A hypothesis? Yeah. And then they try and experiment with it. And then, and then try and get the evidence to and prove. If, and if there's no evidence possible, they can the experiment. Yeah. Which is very much around man, when it, from a physical perspective, they're still considering that man is a machine. They're not considering that man has awareness or consciousness. Now, there is a whole new... I guess, school of thought from a psychological perspective that's starting to understand and study consciousness and awareness Mm -hmm. because the scientist actually knows that he's aware. The scientist is aware that he's aware. The scientist is aware that he's conscious, but he cannot measure it, therefore, and experiment with it, therefore, he says it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So you've got this whole school of study around consciousness and awareness, and then you've got this whole school around mechanistic experimentation, which is very Newtonian-based, in conflict but the Newtonian-based scientist knows that he's aware, mm. and he's aware that he's aware. He just can't prove it. So it, it's a whole gap in the context of the way that we prove. How can they not think differently then, if that's the case? Because I've always seen chiropractic as quite a different and alternate, as Dr. Sarah mm. Farron says, an alternate mm. way of approaching health. Why are they, are they being knocked? Is that what's happening? Are they being yeah, yeah, badly, badly. Well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago on Catalyst... Maybe it was a month ago on Catalyst. It was a month ago because I yeah. heard about it when I was in the States. I was terrible. It was, well, it was, there's a group of people called the Friends of Science. And the Friends of Science um, want everything to be clinically proven. They want everything 
to be scientific and if it's not scientific then it should be thrown out and so they want out of universities chiropractic homeopathy naturopathy anything that is not medicine basically or evidence-based as they call it these friends of science which are a lot of skeptics they call themselves the skeptics uh, are in it so the reporter has gone to the uh, either that or the friends of science have gone to the reporter and given them this information and then she's based her whole article about chiropractic on friends of science who are totally against chiropractic um, as far as what they can do and I, I listened to Catalyst I watched this half hour show and I just went they're just they're, 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 to me you know how you say Karen what you see in others is what you actually see in yourself. Mm. They blamed chiropractic for being dangerous, for being a killer, for the adjustment of the back. Would call, yes, this is what was said on Catalyst, basically. Yet, what are their drugs doing? Absolutely. You know, and, and there is no evidence that a chiropractic adjustment by a chiropractor has caused that as much harm as they were talking about. A chiropractic adjustment by a doctor that has no experience yes. is where the problem lies. And they didn't say that. They were just talking about chiropractic adjustment. They didn't make Are that definition. Are you saying that doctors, doctors medical do, doctors do, do a manipulating yeah, but, adjustment? And physio, well, physios are probably um, trained. I don't really know their training, so I'm not going to even talk about that. But doctors aren't trained in it, just like doctors aren't trained in nutrition. So how can they say give margarine uh, to lower your cholesterol when they have no idea what margarine does? Mm. You know, so, um, you know, doctors have their speciality. They are brilliant in emergency medicine, in reconstruction, and I I think they're brilliant. But when it comes to our healthcare, they've done a poor job. Mm. And what chiropractors are is they're primary care practitioners who can... Um, outsource, say, look, I can't help you, you need to go to this doctor. I can't help you, you need to go here. Or I can help you, let's let's see what we can do. And the philosophy is a drugless philosophy. Can I read this to you? Yeah. This says, I was just looking up what's the definition of chiropractic, like what does it mean? Chiropractic is a healthcare professional that focuses on disorders of the musculoskeletal system and the nervous system and the effects of these disorders on general health. Chiropractic care is used most often to treat neuromuscular complaints in including but not limited to back pain, neck pain, pain in the joints of the arms or legs and headaches. Doctors of chiropractic, often referred to as chiropractors or chiropractic physicians, practice a drug-free, hands-on approach to healthcare that includes patient examination, diagnosis and treatment. Chiropractors have broad diagnostic skills and are also trained to recommend therapeutic and rehabilitative exercises as well as to provide nutritional, dietary and lifestyle counselling. So that's a very mechanistic view of what chiropractic is. And yes, that's what they do, but then they have a philosophy. There's not only the, you know, the way they do things, but they have a belief about things as well. Um, and that is that spiritual and physical connection that, that you know, we realign. And as, as Dr. Sarah Farrant talks about, and, and you know, we've had Sarah on um, the program, is that she basically says we bring things back to centre. You know, there's, and, and I just love the way she says that, is we bring things back to centre. Um, it's a vitalistic point of view. We do not... Um, there's no drugs, but there are chiropractors in America that in states that want to give drugs. And that was one of the things that um, Brian Kelly said when he was on the stage because they're already doing it. Um, what sort of drugs? Anti-inflammatories and things yeah. like that. Yeah. They're giving injections and so on. And yeah. Brian said, "Not on my watch." Yeah. He said, "We're going to fight tooth and nail." And they've won some court cases now as well to, to keep mm-hmm. that out. Because um, we we don't. That's not. Uh, the philosophy of chiropractic. That's not the philosophy of chiropractic. No. That was one of the things that I spoke on when I got up on stage because when I got up, I thought to myself, you know what, I've got nothing to lose, but really something needs to be said. Well, here you go. The controversy is due in part to chiropractic's vitalistic and metaphysical origins and use of terminology that is not always amendable to scientific investigation. Exactly. Mm. You can't. And see, and, and you can't measure it. Therein lies the problem, which I think is that chiropractors don't talk about the philosophy of chiropractic because they're too frightened. Because people, especially in Australia, not so much in the states, mind you, but people, especially in Australia are very anti-anything spiritual or religious. And I mean, you mentioned... Yeah, woohoo. Down the rabbit hole, Karen. They think you're (laughs) going to have hairy armpits. Yeah, yeah. So they're very... So I think that's one of the reasons why the real 
um, context of chiropractic doesn't get out there. When I got up on the stage, I said to everybody, I, you know, I delivered my story and I was very quick with that. And then I said, you know, what happens to humanity is we have these meanings that we give to our life. We create meanings out of each of our experiences and therefore we go out and live it and live in life and respond and relate to life based on the meanings that we've given it. And I said, that is the greatest misalignment of mankind. Mm. And I said... Misalignment. But the, <laughs> pro- <laughs> but the problem is... And I said this, the problem was not in the room. The problem was outside of the room because that's what the world was dealing with. And the chiropractors inside of the world, inside of that room, were doing exactly the same thing because they were being silenced by a society that is only educated from an allopathic perspective. Allopathic meaning medical perspective. You go to the doctor when you're sick. So it's sick care, not health care. So we only know to relate to chiropractors and other modalities from an allopathic perspective. We go to them when when we've got a problem. We're not educated that chiropractic is healthcare, therefore we go to the chiropractor when we're healthy to stay healthy. We're not educated on that because the chiropractor will not speak about innate intelligence. Well, here it says, the innate, the ideas of innate intelligence and the chiropractic subluxation are regarded as pseudoscience. Mm. And rightly so because they haven't been, they haven't been proven Yet the scientist knows that there is something that keeps his beat, his heart beating in rhythm. There is an intelligence that makes his eyes blink without him knowing. There is an intelligence that makes the sun rise and has the grass grow, but he doesn't know what it is. But he knows that it exists, but he doesn't know what it is. And there's an intelligence that when the food that we eat is taken into our body, it it's makes the body. And science can't prove it. Can't, so that's well, how does they, it make an eye? How does it make a brain? And know? that's why they call should, it pseudoscience. Should because pseudoscience be seen as a bad thing? Well, from the medical perspective, it, it is. seen as a mm. bad thing, yeah. But I think the problem exists in the fact that we're trying to compete with the medical industry or the medical profession. Why bother? Mm. It's it's like a mechanic trying to compete with a beauty therapist. Why bother? It's kind of, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's really... degrees in oil. <laughs> Too right. A little little lube change. A little (laughs) bit of lube goes a long way. But this, you know, like it's kind of not relevant. And I actually said that to them on stage. And I said to them, you know, I've been going to a chiropractor for 20 years. And at no point has a chiropractor ever told me about the innate intelligence that exists inside of me, therefore making me participatory in my own healing. I've been treating chiropractic, as most humans do, as... We go to them when we're sick, we go to them when we're in pain, we go to them when we're in pain, blah, 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 blah. However, if I went to a chiropractor when I'd come back from Bali and the chiropractor said to me, Karen, there is an innate intelligence inside of you that is magnificent. And it's that same intelligence that blooms a rose and bakes a baby. And you know what we're going to do? We're just going to clear the conduit so that innate intelligence can function inside of your body clean and, and clear without blockages in that conduit. That's all we're going to do. But, Karen, you know what? It's You're going to have to get what's going on between your two ears. You're going to have to get that clear too, and I can't do that for you. You're going to have to take responsibility for that part. Mm-hmm. So when we get the body conduit going well, clear, and you get the head clear, you know what? That universal intelligence there's, then has a vibrant, vital vessel that it can express itself in this world. Man, if somebody said anything to me even remotely close to that, I just would have been literally blown away after being blown up <laughs> let me just say that and you said this in the i did i, oh, did. I wish i'd been there. and i said i wish her, i'd been there to listen. and i walked did out it was clap? like a kind of a catwalk oh. it was like a kind of a catwalk shaped stage and i walked out to the very end of the stage and i said in 20 years no one's ever told me that and then i put my arms up in the air and i said you people have not found your voice and it is not okay <laughs> <laughs> And I left left the room because I got really, I got really involved in it. (laughs) And they were on their feet screaming and cheering. Oh, I bet. And I I couldn't speak over the top of that. Mm. And I was floored because I thought to myself, oh, here we go. Jeez, what have I done? (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness, big mistake, big mistake, big mistake. But then it turned out that it was quite the opposite. And I heard a couple of people go, oh, come on, come on, we need to wake up, come on. And it was amazing. (laughs) It was amazing. 
And then I just went on to talk more, you know, more about all of that. And uh, it's like a revival meeting. It I sounds like you, it sounds amazing. But you, but you know, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna really say this because um, when I came off the stage, I mean, you know, they got on their feet and clapped for everybody, so that wasn't mm. special. They were on their feet clapping for everybody. They're a great group to talk to. Oh my god! Mm, I tell really you. Are. I said, I said, it's going to take. I said, I'm not talking to you guys as, as chiropractors. I'm talking to you as leaders. And if you believe that there's an innate intelligence that that aligns the body and that makes the body heal, you have to believe that there's an innate intelligence that inspires you to become a chiropractor. Because that idea and that inspiration to become a chiropractor was somewhere before it landed in your head. Mm. It came from nowhere to now here. And that is the universal intelligence communicating to you, giving you the inspiration to do it. You took action on it, and now you have a responsibility. And they have a responsibility as leaders to start educating humanity that we have this gift inside of ourselves. Mm. And then I said, who of you, who among you will take the lead? I said, I just have a free book for you. I said, but, you know, if one of you is prepared to take the lead and to start to educate humanity on what's, become, what's possible for us as individuals, because you guys already know it. I said, I didn't know you knew... I came face to face with innate and universal intelligence in Bali. I met it. Mm. I said, but I didn't know you knew. So I said, so now it's up to you guys to go and tell everybody out there because the problem's not in here, it's out there. <laughs> anyway, this one guy roars up out of the audience to grab my book and bless the stage was as tall as me and I think he thought he was going to take it in one <laughs> leap and the stage clipped him on the shins <gasps> and he came smack first right at my feet. Okay. <laughs> and I said to him, I've never been four and four but you're going to need a chiropractor. Is <laughs> my chiropractor in the house? Yes, and I couldn't even help him up because my heels were so damn high. If I'd been over, I'd have been over on top of him. Oh my goodness. But then we walked outside and of course, you know, the lineup for my books was just you know ex- exceptional and Donna and I weren't there no. no but there was a man there to actually take the sales oh, I just good. paid him 20% okay, so I just good. thought I'd best yeah. thing I could do yeah um and so many people were coming up and they were talking to me about God so many people came to me and said God meant for you to be here that was a very powerful message God's obviously that innate intelligence inside of you we're so grateful we're so grateful mm. Nobody ever talks to me about God. And I went, well... I, oh, my God. I did. I did. I actually felt a bit OMG about it. I really did. And I, I, I was very surprised because I'm not a religious person, not by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, if there's, I'm the chiropractor to the medical, I'm the spirituality to the religious, you know. So... I was very surprised that there was so much conversation about God and so much conversation about how um, purposeful life actually is and how grateful they are to be able to interact with that God force, that life force, um, with other humans, that they Mm. felt so blessed and so lucky that they could do that. And I can honestly say it transformed not only the way that I see chiropractic because now, I mean, you know, uh, seeing a chiropractor once a week is just a no-brainer for me because now I know that's where my source of power is going to come from from a physical perspective. What am I nuts to not, not, not go and get that recharge? Like, I'd be crazy not to do that. Mm. Now that I know what chiropractic actually is and how I can be instrumental in my own healing as opposed to having somebody else fix me, which is what I've always believed chiropractic did, like doctors do and physios do and massage therapists do. They fix me rather than me fixing me. They just plug me into my source of power. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. And I I, I really, you know, part of the whole concept of the podcast today, I think, is about really communicating to people that there's, there's... so much opportunity for us to be able to embrace the power that exists inside of us but sometimes it does get blocked and it gets blocked beyond or beyond our ability to fix it ourselves and if we knew how to do it we would but there's people like the chiropractors they really get that and then they just clean the pipes basically they just clear the they clear the nervous system and uh, Honestly, it, it's, it's mind-blowing to me, even as I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm totally mind-blown by it. And as a result of 
speaking for the dynamic growth and speaking for San Francisco, now I've got another at least eight opportunities. After speaking for San Francisco, that was on the Saturday, Brian asked me to go and speak for the students at the uni on the Monday. So I spoke for the students at the uni on the Monday and basically kind of covered something similar, but in a lot more depth. And now I'm going to be doing live feeds via Skype for the uni on um, empowering women in chiropractic. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, there's actually quite a few conferences that are just uh, is uh, women chiropractic. There's one. The, yeah, women, the Women's League. The Women's League, yeah. yeah. Why, why are they Which separating is... the women out? Like, what's... Oh, well, I don't think that they are. No. I don't think they're separating women out, and I don't get that they are. I think what they're trying to do is elevate women mm. and empower women inside of chiropractic because it's a very male-oriented industry. There are a lot of women coming well, through now. you know what it was? I remember, well, like, when my dad went to school, there were hardly any women. And then when my sister yeah. went to Palmer, you know, she was one of like a couple of women. Mm. There weren't many women. But now it's becoming more like in Australia, it's almost 50 50 female mm. male. So it, it is changing. Um, plus, you're going to England in October to speak in Birmingham. So, mm. um, and there's like 650 chiropractors um, that will be there or, or delegates that will be there. Mm. And what was interesting is, is how. Um, how that came about is that um, Melissa, who runs the, the whole UK, sh- you know, shebang, she um, and I were um, chatting together and uh, she said, oh, I heard about, you know, this this girl at uh, DG, Karen Smith. And I went, yeah, yeah, I know Karen. And then we started to chat and I said, you need to get onto her. And you're, it's this year you're yeah, it's this October. Yeah. yeah. So people around the globe are hearing because your, you know, your philosophy is very similar to the chiropractic philosophy because that's the way I was brought up. Is, oh, is that exact way? It, it, yeah. it all just, it all, all the puzzles. Mm. Yeah. It all just came together. It just became so clear as to why I think this way is only because that's the way oh, I was brought up. Mm. Absolutely. And and so um, you're, you know, coming in with the chiropractors or, or um, them just um, embracing you is because I like that man. He thinks like I do. Mm-hmm. And, but you're also but giving you're in a different, yeah, And in a different perspective that will help them even further. Well, what I thought about was that, you know, a lot of the chiropractors, and when I was running around doing my interviewing, they were very much only focused on the body. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I said on, on stage, I said that this, the mind and the body are both connected. So we can't just address one without addressing the other. So I said, you know, whether you guys, you know, the mixes versus the straights, whatever, whatever, but there is a psychological component that's necessary to to, to be able to maintain that that clear conduit, you know. Yeah. But you know also in the chiropractic profession as in, in the medical profession, there is extremes. Mm. So in the medical profession, we've got the real allopathic, mm. that it's tr- it's diagnosis and treatment with medication. And then there's the ones like Dr. Greg Emerson um, and, and Dr. Jack Cruz and all these amazing medical doctors out there that are actually looking at lifestyle and environment and, and nutrition and things like that. And in the chiropractic profession, that extreme still exists. Same, yeah. And there's the very allopathic chiropractor that has no philosophy behind him and and, and he was on Catalyst, one of them. I, I, I didn't know they existed, but he was on Catalyst, you know, saying that, you know, on a scientific point of view, this is what we do for the body, this is what we can do, this is what we can prove. And then there's the other chiropractor um, that knows that and believes and practices that by the adjustment we bring the physical and the spiritual together. So, you know, you've got those, in any way, you've got those extremes. And, mm-hmm. and um, people have to realise that, that one chiropractor may not, may suit their needs, but yeah. may not, another one may not suit their needs, just like medical doctors. So I know people who go to a chiropractor once and go, well, he did me no good and he wasn't any good. Well, are you going to go to one medical doctor and say that about the whole of the medical profession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. So sometimes you may not find the chiropractor that's right for you, but, you know, give it a couple of times or ask around and understand that there are, um, there are you have a, a need and that that chiropractor might be able to fulfill that need where another one mightn't be able to. Mm, so mm. if anyone's listening to this podcast that's gone to a chiropractor and gone, oh, they're a waste of time, mm. well, 
that's just crazy saying that because mm. there are thousands of chiropractors you know, out there with different varying. Yeah, you know, if yes. it wasn't for chiropractic, the three of us wouldn't be here doing these podcasts. It was thanks to three chiropractic yeah, doctors right. that created Lawrence. the wellness oh, guides. Yeah, yeah. That, in my belief and understanding from all of this, is that chiropractic is about thinking outside the norm or outside the square, but also holistically approaching the whole being. Because my understanding growing up as a child was chiropractic was backcracking. Yeah, that's all, same. that's all I've ever known. Yeah, it was backcracking and they hurt. Um, but what I've known and what I've come to learn, especially since knowing Howie and, and your dad, who just, the way he tests and the way he talks and the way he, he just goes down a rabbit hole whenever he's treating you. Oh, I must meet your dad. I oh, he's just divine. Yet. And he pinpoints things. He'll say things that are emotionally based, based on what your body's telling him through muscle testing and through different um, triggers that he works. But what it did for me is made me, I, I personally, I think chiropractors are about thinking ho- bigger than what is presented. The problem is here. You've got a pain, but what's created it? What's your environment? What's your understanding? How can you be the healer? Because for many people, and often we see doctors as God, as if you like, they, I'm going to you, you're going to fix me. But it's not often in this day and age that we actually go and say, could you give me support in order for me to be God for myself? No, well, we don't. We're not educated to think that way. Because doctors, everything that they do, even me as a therapist, my idea is not to heal you. My idea is to give you some tools and strategies that I've learned or that I'm aware of that could work for you in order for you to allow your body to be the greatest healer and and magician of all. But you have to be in control of that. So Mm. people, when they come for treatment, they get 10 sessions. You know, I always crack up when people go, I've booked 10 sessions. I'm like, how do you know it's going to take? It could take one session. Mm. It could take 30 sessions. It could take a lifetime. But I think what I've learned, and particularly with what you've been saying today, is I guess any medical practitioner or holistic practitioner, their goal, their job is to support you to heal yourself. Like that really should be the ultimate fundamental. But when you've got these pseudoscientists or these people knocking pseudoscience or looking at it, I sit there and go, oh my gosh, do I want to be the, the black sheep or the white sheep going with everybody else, you know? And I love the fact that there's there's magic here. There's there's possibility. You're, you're giving me permission to look for possibilities outside of a black and white adjustment or a black and white drug or a black and white treatment and i think also giving you the possibility that you are the creator you are the creator of the pain and the and healing, the healing. Mm. and you, because it empowers human empowers. it empowers the human rather than disempowers the human and and i believe a lot of times you go to your doctor and you are disempowered mm. um you know like in the meaning of life when mm-hmm. they're you know they're in the pregnancy in in the labor ward and she's going what do i do you know she's pregnant and she's about to deliver a baby and she goes what do i do and they go lay back we'll do it all <laughs> that's in the meaning of yeah, life yeah, yeah, you know yeah. in, in monty python's meaning of life and i go that's what it is we've been disempowered and and everything like going to hospital to have a baby makes no sense to me because we're not sick Mm. isn't hospitals a place to go when you're sick and i was told you know you must have it in a hospital in case something goes wrong i hadn't even thought something would go wrong no no and and you're disempowered and you're disempowered when here's the diagnosis this is the treatment no don't change your lifestyle don't do anything else different this will fix you that, that, to me, is just total disempowerment. Sometimes we've got to do that. Whereas chiropractors, what they do is that they empower you and they, and they give you skills. Like, you got the spirituality. That was the first thing you got. What about food? You know, like, I actually believe that, you know, a chiropractor's main thing is to adjust. But there's also an education, and their education is that adjustment is not going to be the only thing. You also got to look at the mind. You've got to look at your. Um, that's that's where they have the conflict in the states about straighten mixes because straights purely spine, 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 spine. Where the mixes are the ones that will go. Let's look at nutrition. Let's look at lifestyle. Let's look at psychology. Let's look at kinesiology. Let's bring in some other modalities. If the chiropractor doesn't deliver them themselves, they bring in other resources. Exactly. Yeah. But the straight just. Adjust the adjustment. I, this is the, what I look at with um, with it. It's like eating McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Lean Cuisine, breakfast cereals, modified milks, margarine, and taking a supplement. It's not going to do any bloody good. Mm. I'm sorry. And it's the same. Eating McDonald's, doing Kentucky Fried Chicken, Lean Cuisine, whatever, eating all those and getting an adjustment. Mm. 
imagine how much more power you will have to align the spirit and the and the physical body if you are, are touching on all things that can help you because mm. after all our, our life is not about getting sick and decrepit and it shouldn't be about that we should be living as as strong and healthy and fit and um, as wise as we are in our 20s and 30s even if we don't think we're wise at that point as we should be in our at 100 and, and if, if and what's happening is we're slowly degrading when we physically mm. mentally and emotionally um lost it mm. we're, we're being disempowered uh so i believe chiropractors as primary care practitioners yes chiropractic is their main thing but to just say look look at this and it may help you more or look at this Absolutely. not necessarily they don't have to become the, expert the experts they just yeah. it's like a medical doctor you know you go to your gp and then you are put to specialists like gynecologists heart disease you know and that's very yeah. mechanistic whereas if you look at chiropractic and you look at the holistic part of it and the vitalistic part of it food is part of it mm. spirituality you got that from a chiropractor is another part of it um emotional wellness you know mm. all of those things and in my way of thinking is they've got key people that they can you know refer, refer out to. to yeah but that's why i and take I my head up to the wellness guys yeah. like seriously yeah, look at them look at the topics and conversations mm. on their podcast mm. way outside of what i would imagine as chiropractic care but they are talking holistically but see they get it. it they get the wellness yeah. and mm. wellness is a is a is a complex you know collection of of components really and i and and the guys in the states they really got that too i don't don't know so much here in australia because i didn't run around interviewing everybody but i'll tell you next year i'm going to do it when i speak at dg again because i want to know what the contrast is for australia or if we know what australia's issues are Mm. but i agree with you it's 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 about the whole wellness concept Mm. and the wellness guys have got it nailed they really do they're brilliant Mm. and the way they're delivering it and um i was i I was listening to um, a business conference and it was about, you know, how do we get our message out there? And, and podcasting is the way to, to do that. Mm. Podcastings and Facebooks and the wellness guys have got that. They've got, they started with themselves and then it was us and then it was in the mind of an athlete or whatever. And, you know, and they've got yeah, so yeah. many mm-hmm. now. And it's, a, um, it's almost like a radio station that I go to. Yeah, yeah. And I can make my decision on who I'm going to listen to. And I don't think a lot of people have gotten onto this, that they realise what's available to them free mm. and, and information that can help them and empower them to live a vitalistic lifestyle. And that is to believe in and the things we were talking about in our last podcast, which was you know manifesting and mm. universal intelligence and innate intelligence and gratitude and and all and letting go and 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 you know stopping the worry and all these things and it, it allows you to to live a fulfilled life instead of a scared fearful uh life and that that's that's not what we were meant for. do you know what else no. i get from this and i love the way you guys talk about this is maybe chiropractic is that that magic energy that blooms a rose mm. that bakes a baby the way you say that that do we have to have a scientific reason why and just trust and be and accept and 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 take every health expression or other people would call it illness or disease or symptom or symptom mm. as an opportunity to investigate further in order to and I love it when you say it Cindy you know is your body whispering or screaming because it starts off as a whisper mm. you know so it's almost like taking either very macro or very micro view on this and stop trying to prove everything sometimes how do we prove everything and everything surely if we're intelligent beings we know some things are beyond our humanistic ability to understand is that not true mm. Mm. Like miracles, you know, like how do we explain the, the miracles of Jesus Christ? You know, are we going to have some scientific thing done about the miracles of Jesus Christ? No, you know. So, And I think chiropractors need to actually just um, get over this whole medical oh, I thing. Oh, I do too. the mechanic and the beauty therapist. Yeah, exactly. Let it be what Let it, it be. Let them be what they want to be. be brilliant. Yeah, and they are. And, and they've got... a beacon of light for us. Yes. yes. Everything is normally so scientific and so common fought and argued and everything be a beacon of light that allows those of us that are open and willing and and keen to actually come down that journey with them and and lead us and more people are willing to go down that path these days 
They are. More, more and more. More people mm. are looking for an alternative. Mm. Because the other's not working. No. I tell you, this is a whole other podcast, but there was a guy who was speaking at the conference talking about autism, and I took photos of his slides, Cindy. I tell you what, amazing, and I'll give you his name. Mm. But he, and he was a chiropractor, um, and he was talking about vaccinations in the States. Um, and it was just, it was such an eye-opener. So the chiropractors are really in the realms of, and they're in the right place, they're in the, mm. really in the realms of knowing better, therefore humans can do better. My wish for chiropractors is that they find their voice mm. and they don't hold back and they don't, they don't hide behind anything. They just get out there and bloody well tell it how it is about innate intelligence so that we become empowered. Mm. I, I just think that, that was, that's been the most gobsmacking learning I've gotten out of this experience and that there are people out there and they know more and they know better and from them we can become better and I, I think it's amazing. Lawrence, Damien and Brett, we are counting on you. <laughs> well, Brett has actually just completed my speaker training program, uh-huh. Speakers Fast Track. Oh, my goodness, you should have seen him on stage in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I mean, he was spectacular. He's always been spectacular. But electrifying. He was just, oh. Oh, wow. So we'll see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electrifying. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, yeah, it's very cool. Anyway, so that was my recap of my recent trip to San Francisco. Really cool, really cool learnings I got, really cool experiences. So, yeah, I really wanted to share that with you guys. Yeah, loved it. Loved loved it. it. Absolutely. So jump onto thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and let us know about your chiropractic experiences. Or actually, have you never been to a chiropractor or have you been to physiotherapists or osteopaths? Mm-hmm. I'm really keen to hear how many people are actually willing to explore different um, alternatives, alternate or alternate alternatives to medical for their own sense of well-being. What are we doing out there? What are people doing, actually? Mm. Also, jump onto Facebook, facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Let us know what you're doing on Facebook as well. I'd love to hear from you. So join us next week on Up for a Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world, and we are going to see you on the ride. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from 100 Not Out here. Wow, what a wellness summit we had in Melbourne. 600 people filled the Crown Conference Centre to listen to Cindy O'Meara and her Up for a Chat colleagues, David Gillespie, Ron Ehrlich, Nicole Bilgema and the Wellness Guys, of course. And guess what? We recorded every single minute of it. That's right. You can see nine world-class speakers with over seven hours of footage in the comfort of your own home. How cool is that? The best news is, until midnight Saturday the 7th, September 2013, this pack is just $147. Then it'll go to $197. So to pre-order your Wellness Summit Home Study Program for just $147, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.